This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where I work hard to support your auto repair shop success. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from today's topic. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk, feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. Let's get started with episode 78, Leadership Gold, Chapter 9. It's been a hot minute since we've done these. We've had a lot of other things going on. And I wanted to make sure that we got to those, but I do not want to neglect your leadership journey and and help strengthen your tools. Chapter nine in Leadership Gold is to see how the leader is doing. Look at the people. The leader is always responsible. The more you understand leadership, the more you see how leaders impact things around them. You know, I'm kind of dating myself. I can actually remember the 1980 presidential election a little bit where Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan were debating and there was there was one defining moment in that speech that happened. And I think this speaks to the leadership of Ronald Reagan. You say whatever you want to about him. From my standpoint, I thought he thought he was a great president. I'm going to read this to you and you tell me what you think. This is this is Ronald Reagan in the debate. He turned on a question and asked the American people. He said, next Tuesday is Election Day. Next Tuesday, all of you will go to the polls and stand there in the polling place and make a decision. I think when you make that decision, it might be well if you would ask yourself, are you better off than you were four years ago? Is it easier for you to go buy things in the store than it was four years ago? Is there more or less unemployment in the country than there was four years ago? If you answer all those questions, yes, then I think your choice is very obvious as to who you'll vote for. But if you don't agree, if you don't think that this course that we've been on for the last four years is what you would like to see us follow for the next four then I could suggest another choice that you have. Why would that question, are you better off than you were four years ago, have such an impact? It's because people understood that their current condition was the result of who their leader was. They didn't like their condition, so they changed leaders. Um, That's what got Reagan elected. And it's why I say that to see how the leader is doing, all you have to do is look at the people. There's a leadership guy out there, Max Dupree. He says, the signs of outstanding leadership appear primarily among the followers. People often attribute the success of organizations and teams to many things. Opportunities, the economy, personnel, teamwork, resources, timing, chemistry, and luck. While it's true that any of those things can come into play, the one thing all good organizations have in common is good leadership. The best leaders are highly intentional about developing their people The good or bad leaders always impact their people. And if you want to know whether a leader is successful and effective, don't look at or listen to the leader. Just look at the people. There's a set of revealing questions to ask about followers. If you want to know how you're doing it as a leader, or if you want to analyze the leadership of someone else in your organization, do it by asking the following four questions. Question number one, are the people following? All leaders have two common characteristics. First, they're going they're going somewhere. Second, they're able to persuade other people to go with them. In a practical sense, the second characteristic is what separates the real leaders from the pretenders. If someone with a leadership position has no followers, then that person has a position but isn't really a leader. There's no such thing as a leader without followers. It's important to keep in mind. It's also important to note that having followers doesn't necessarily make individuals good leaders. It just makes them leaders. 
when a leader knows where he's going and the people know that the leader knows where he's going, they begin to develop a healthy trust for one another. The relationship of trust will grow as the leader demonstrates continuing competence. Every time a good leader makes the right move with the right motives, the relationship strengthens and the team gets better. As a leader, you should never expect the loyalty of others before you've built a relationship and earned trust. Um, I spend a lot of time talking about relationship coins, and that goes from service advisor to customer. It goes from service advisor to technician, owner to all of these employees. And you have to spend your relationship coins in order to get them back, right? Demanding it up front hardly ever works. The loyalty of followers comes as a reward to the leader who earns it, not the one who yearns for it. The followership of the people is based not on position, but on performance and motives. Successful leaders put the good of their people first. And when they do this, they earn the respect of the people and their following grows like more people in their groups, more people in the groups. And when a leader performs first, the loyalty that follows often has no limits. But again, you have to spend those relationship coins up front in order to get that to happen. Question number two, are the people changing? The second question that must be asked about the people in order to know how the leader is is doing has to do with whether the people are willing to make changes for the sake of progress. Progress does not occur without change. Leaders are able to seize opportunities only when people are willing to change. Much of your leadership journey is cultivating in people a willingness to follow a leader into the unknown based on the promise of something great. That cannot occur without change. Leaders don't change people. Rather, they are agents of change. They help to create an environment that is conducive for people to make the decision to change. So how do we do this? First, they inspire others. All good leaders inspire their followers to have confidence in them, the leader. But great leaders inspire their followers to have confidence in themselves. The self-confidence lifts the morale and gives them the energy to make the kinds of changes that will take them forward and will better their lives. You know, the other thing effective leaders do to promote change is create an environment of expectations. And this is why I spend a lot of time coaching people. If we don't have guardrails, if we don't have processes, if we don't have procedures on how to answer the phone, talk to a customer, clock in, clock out, where we drive, then there's no way to hold people accountable to any of these things. And by not having a mechanism to hold people accountable, we're not setting an expectation of what we want. A great story about this is there's a football coach, Jimmy Johnson, who who coached the University of Miami to a national championship and the Dallas Cowboys to a couple of world championships, Super Bowl victories. And he talks about the importance of creating the right environment. Um, he said his role as a head coach was to do three things. Number one, bringing people who are committed to being the very best. And I want you to think about number two. Here's where we miss the boat a lot. Eliminate people who are not committed to being the very best. And three, the most important of my responsibilities, create an atmosphere where they could achieve their goals and the goals we set for our team. I wanted to put them in the right environment and delegate the responsibility so they could be the best they could be. I'm going to go back and talk about number two for just a second. He says, eliminate people who are not committed to being the very best. If you have people on your staff that are not committed to being the very best and you're holding on to them just as a placeholder to get you by until whatever, you need to stop fooling yourself. The sooner you let that person go, the better off you'll be, whether they're there or not. Stop letting them be a placeholder. Stop letting them hold the team back. 
And then the final thought on this number two question, people become their best only if they're changing and they're unlikely to change unless an effective leader is present to help facilitate the process. AutoLeap is a cloud-based all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth with top customers seeing over 100% growth, 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. Number three, are the people growing? Willingness to change on the part of the people can help an organization to improve, but for an organization to reach its highest potential, the people need to be willing to do more than just change. They need to keep growing. And the responsibility of developing people falls on the leader. And that means more than just helping people acquire job skills. The best leaders help people with more than their jobs. They help them with their lives. They help them to become better people, not just better workers. They enlarge them. And that has great power because growing people creates growing organizations. As a leader, my success in developing others will depend on the following. My high valuation of people, that's an attitude issue. My high commitment to people that's a time issue. My high integrity with people, that's a character issue. My high standard for people, that's a goal setting issue. And my high influence over people, that's a leadership issue. Those are core principles for people development and and they're underlined by a leader's belief in the people. If leaders don't believe in their people, won't believe in themselves. And if they don't believe in themselves, they won't grow. Remember, you have to grow and enlarge your people. Question number four, are the people succeeding? If individuals are getting better results, I think the whole product is improving. The bottom line in leadership is always results. Leaders may impress others when they succeed, but they impact others when their followers followers succeed. If a team, department, or organization isn't being successful, the responsibility ultimately falls on the leader. In the book, it talks about, it says it's been his experience that successful people who are not naturally gifted in leadership sometimes have a difficult time transitioning from achiever to leader. They're used to performing at a high level, doing tasks with excellent, reaching their goals, achieving financially, and they judge their progress by those things. When they become leaders, they often expect everyone else to do the same, to be self-motivated. And when the people they lead don't perform as expected, they ask, what's wrong with them? This is so true with shop owners. If everybody could do what shop owners do, there'd be 200,000 more shops in the country. But they're not. They're not motivated to win. They're not motivated to be successful, and they don't do that. That's why they're not shop owners. But I hear it time and time and time again from shop owners who are trying to be leaders or trying to grow themselves, and they ask that question, what's wrong with them? What's wrong with my people? What's going on with them? Leaders think differently. They understand that they have a role in their followers' achievement and that their personal success as leaders is measured by the performance of their people. If they look at the people and see that they aren't following, changing, growing, and succeeding, 
Leaders ask, what's wrong with me and what can I do differently to help the team win? So here's the application exercises for chapter nine. And I hope you're doing some of these. I hope you're looking, looking at them. Are your people following you? Let's start at the beginning. The answers to any other leadership questions won't matter if your answer to this one's no. When you lead, do your people follow? When you have an idea, do your people buy in? If you want your team to take risks to step up to a higher level of performance, do those team members respond positively? If you're not sure, try this. Make a request, an appropriate one that's outside of the authority of your leadership position. If your people won't do it, then you aren't really leading. You need to establish relationships with them and develop trust through an extended demonstration of character and competence. Number two, how do you keep score? When you measure your success, do you think in terms of your personal effectiveness or your teams? If you're not sure, take a look at your annual goals, your weekly or monthly objectives, and your daily to-do list. What percentage is focused on individual achievements? What percentage is on corporate or team achievements? If your goals are primarily individual, then you've not made the shift from achiever to leader. Recast your goals and objectives on every level to reflect broader goals where your people will change, grow, and achieve success. Finally, number three, do you believe in your people? You will not develop people if you do not believe in them. Take a look at the principles for people developments and rate yourself for each item on a scale of one low to ten high. And this is the same questions as earlier. High valuation of people. This is an attitude issue. High commitment to people. This is a time issue. High integrity with people. This is a character issue. High standard for people. This is a goal setting issue. High influence over people. This is a leadership issue. If you've scored them and anyone lower than an eight, write out a plan to correct the issue. Attitude, time, character, goals, or leadership. And, and finally, your mentoring moment for chapter nine. The very bottom line in leadership is whether the people being led are succeeding. Talk to the leaders you're mentoring about the success and morale of the people that they are leading. Compare what they say to your own observations. Give them a grade in leadership based on their people's success. If you haven't observed their people, get out and see for yourself how they're doing. If their people aren't doing as well as they should, coach your leaders in the five principles of development that we talked about earlier. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you're eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me, Chris at AutoFixSOS.com or call me at 940-400-1008. I'm challenging you to be a gorilla in a world of monkeys, everybody. Time to rise and grind, everyone. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the aftermarketradionetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.